0: Welcome back, niggas and friends, friends and niggas and everybody in between on the outside, and the left, right, in the middle, in the back. Welcome back to the show. I am Michael Bivens.
2: And I am Ella Fitzgerald. This is The week.
0: It is indeed. Yet another week here um, in the end of days.
2: <laughs> we're just slowly but surely marching on towards the end of civilization. But yep, we're still here.
0: I think I've descended further, for, far enough into madness at this point to just kind of be like, yeah, sure, give me one more, one <laughs> really? more of that apocalypse. Just yeah, I'm all the chaos. At this point. <laughs> I don't even. What am I, like, I don't. Yeah. Everything is odd. Like done I'm, holding on. <laughs> yeah like the god have. just say let's make it, all of it a reality show yeah I'm bored like let's just like, like, let me just see how the girls deal with all this um but only 50 days left of Trump being in office we do have that is that guaranteed uh,
2: pretty much <laughs> Pretty much. But also, we don't know what kind of absolute chaos he will inflict on us in these next 50 days. So, Can't wait to see. So excited. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> in America these days, you guys, so fun.
0: Having a blast. Um, <laughs> so, let's start with some Black excellence this week. It is going out to, one, Christina Hammond. She's the creator of Tristan's Book Club, which was named after her 11th. Eleven-month-old daughter. Now, this is a collective uh, people that are being connected through reading. Families that are being connected through reading and the power of it. And I was interested in um, reading this bit where it says someone suggested to Christina that she read 500 books to her daughter before she started school. And so, oh, in wow. the process of you know reading all of these damn books to her baby. She was like, oh, let me share some of this stuff with other families online because, of course, you're Black. How many children's books are you going to be able to find that have kids in them that look like your baby or parents in them that look like you? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So... You know, if I'm on book 500, you know what I mean? Or 437. You ran out,
1: yeah. And I'm just like,
0: girl, have you read a book lately? Because I have. Let me tell you about this one. All you need to know. I know the, the main characters, recurring characters, guest roles. I know the whole thing. Come whole on, a whole
2: synopsis.
0: Um, so, yeah. She also is the author of Dear Little Black Girl, which is a children's book meant to empower and affirm young black girls and that's uh, more based in her own uh, experience and saying things that she wished that she could have heard, ways that she would have liked to be affirmed as a young black girl. So
2: Ooh, Let me buy that, try. you can... <laughs> So <laughs> Let me get that today. Fuck.
0: Um, so you can follow Tristan's book club on Instagram. It is T-R-I-S-T-Y-N-S book club. Um... Go and read some fun things to your babies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And I'll put the link for the um for the the book in the description this week, so you can go click on that and buy your baby a book or buy yourself a book. (laughs) Like you know, sometimes it's nice to just read a kids' book Mm -hmm. and imagine that you are not dealing with terrible adult life. Oh my god, (laughs)
2: yes, (laughs) something to escape where problems are regular.
0: You know what I might do. I might start to see if I can come up with a short book list of kids' books that I've read as a child and just buy them. And I might just read them and pretend (laughs) that I'm a kid again and be like, oh no, I don't know anything about this terrible experience you meet you call adulthood. (laughs) Me, I'm only three. Um,
2: Jay told me about some book that somebody gave her, one of her fans, and um, that they wrote and had published themselves. And it's all about how the president is a giant toddler and just throws fits and is irrational. And it's just like different illustrations of Trump being a total dumbass. And it is the cutest thing. I gotta ask her what it's called.
0: will actually you need this. it
2: you need it it's so funny <laughs> so <laughs> when i find out i'll I'll post the link on the show's social accounts but yeah it's so cute
0: congratulations to christina hammond for doing awesome and excellent things um and thank you because of them we can you can go to because of them we com and read more excellent black things we don't work together this isn't an ad i just <laughs> literally use that website all of the time um
2: With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do, because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web, pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show.
0: okay so onto the garbage this week we've got a couple of things to discuss in our world of pop culture this is Lord, a segment called um, Lord. hot tops bottom in order criminal intent <laughs> um delightful the Grammy nominations are out and um oh Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> The recording academy basically uh hit post and all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> all hell broke loose. The girls are livid. Wow. Um, so let's start with the good news or okay. the more the positive all right. uh, side of the nominations. Beyonce's leading with nine nominations in eight categories. Um <laughs> No shocker there. Sure. <laughs> Just, you know, sliding through real quick to collect my things. Also, uh, The Second Coming is also here. Being the youngest ever. Well, we're not going to talk about that again. Also nominated, Roddy Rich, Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa with six nominations. Wow. Billie Eilish, Justin Bieber, The Baby all have four nominations. Mm, so yeah. does Megan The Stallion, I believe. hmm So... A lot of the people were excited. Janae was pretty excited. Um, Megan was excited. Congratulations to Chica for being nominated for Best New Artist as well. Hey,
2: Monica. She
0: was pretty excited. So yeah. lots of people were having a good time. Others did not. So let's <laughs> discuss. <laughs> oh yeah. Others are definitely
2: not, not thrilled. <laughs>
0: Um, so where to even begin?
2: Justin Bieber, the weekend.
0: Ah yes. Let us begin with one Justin Bieber, aka
2: <laughs> Girl
0: um, uh... TJ Detwadler from Recess. <laughs> so she was pissed. <laughs> <because> <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> So Theodore was mad. Um, <laughs> mind you. Oh, <laughs> <not> shit. <everything. laughs>
2: you not shit.
0: <laughs> I think the Beebs has a few nominations, four nominations.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, but they're all pretty much under the pop categories. So he released an iOS press release that reads as follows. Oh, on my birthday, no less. Thanks, Justin. You wasn't To the Grammys, I did not give a fuck about that. <laughs> to the Grammys, I am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. <sighs> With that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be in that, for this not to be put in that category feels weird. Considering from the chords to the melodies to the vocal style, all the way down to the hip hop drums that were chosen, it is undeniably, unmistakably, unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't what I set out to make this time around. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains. And I am honored to be nominated either way that lesson and stripped me up. Um, yeah. And then he said something to catch him out. You don't mistake this for being ungrateful, or whatever. So yeah. I haven't listened to, um, or hadn't listened to Justin's album prior or, you know, whenever I read this, mm-hmm. I decided to go and check it out since he is. Above and beyond oh, believing Lord. that this is an RPL. He is
2: Usher. Okay.
0: <laughs> so I skimmed through and, um, where? Oh, <laughs> like, damn. I gotta, I like, <laughs> really? I didn't listen to it. Like, it, it's basically another carbon copy. Contemporary nigga R and B album, <laughs> like that's all it is. It's Chris Brown, it's Trey Songs, it's Ty Dolla oh, okay. it's all of the shit that they're doing, where it's like hip hop influenced, you know, nigga blues. It's that's <laughs> not <laughs> yes, no nigga and blues. A lot of that stuff is infused with so many different genres of music that I'm for okay. What were the fucking I mean, is it a is it
2: a Fantasia album? Is it a Jasmine Sullivan
1: album? <laughs> because... The fucking
0: The R and B album categories are Aunt Clemens, Luke James, John Legend, Gregory Porter. Is this Giveon? Uh
2: Giveon who? <laughs> I That's the name know I'm, I'm reading I'm... for the first time. Oh, in my it's just Giveon. Okay. Yeah, I don't know him, obviously.
0: I don't know how to say this name. Spell but it. I will say, for the rest of these, if you've got Luke James, you've got John Legend, you've got Ann Clemens and Greg Porter, and they would have put changes by Justin Bieber alongside these. One names, of these don't go. I would have been confused <laughs> if that was a. Like I don't, I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, but God bless her. You know, it sounds like you're still going, sis. Um, <laughs> that sounds like more than the weekend can say because
2: oh no please
0: honey they told him to kiss their whole entire <laughs> ass um
2: i didn't even know he had a big ass song out this year
0: you know the gag is i famously have been confused about the weekend <laughs> like or like what people love so much about his like emotional falsetto and
2: i just call it coke music is it? I mean, I've always assumed he was on coke or planning to do coke or was re- releasing the music for a coke for a coke-ingesting audience. <laughs> so I actually went and looked at that song that everybody was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he didn't get nominated for Record of the Year." And I was just like, this, I mean, somebody's bleeding in the video. The coke, <laughs> the coke suspicions are being confirmed.
0: I Gotta do some coke and listen to The weekend. No, mm-mm, it's
2: <laughs> never that deep.
0: <laughs> so, um, he was not nominated for his album this year. After Hours is that what it's called? Jesus, forgive
2: me. if y'all say so.
0: Um, here's the thing that I meant to say a second ago, but I got off track. I like this song, Blinding Lights. Binding Lights, Binding Lights, Blinding Lights. I think it's Blinding <laughs> Lights. I didn't even make I it all like the through song. it. <laughs> the song or the album? The
2: well, I didn't even pull up the album, but I tried to listen to the song because everybody was like, "Oh my god, this song is everywhere!" And I have literally never heard it, and could not get through all of it. So,
0: I've only heard it because of this game called Fuser, but I like it. So. I mean,
2: I like most of The Weeknd's singles. I can't say I've ever heard, or maybe I've played one of his albums. Not a huge fan, but most of his singles are like catchy enough for me to get into. But this
0: I know I know there was like one song one time. I feel like I was half asleep in a hotel room somewhere when we were on tour and music videos were on and there was a song I don't remember what it was fucking called. I feel like it had the word world in the title. But I remember being like, Oh, this is like the first time I heard heard a weekend song and I actually really like it. But Whatever this song is called, Binding or Blinding Lights, whichever one, I really like it. So it was kind of interesting to me. (laughs) Then the first time I was like, oh my God, I really like this song by the weekend. The recording enemy was like, guess who doesn't, sis? (laughs) (laughs) Literally
2: not us, bitch. So keep it.
0: (laughs) And all of his girls were very upset. Uh, Kid Cudi spoke out. Oh, God. um, uh, Saying that Abel was robbed. Um. That's his name, the same table. Yep, it is. And the album is called After Hours. I was correct. Because I read things <laughs> and I'm so prepared for this episode. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you say so, Friend. <laughs> the weekend tweeted Oh, also on my birthday, you girls are so nice. The Grammys remain corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. Then almost a full day later, he said, collaboratively planning a performance for weeks to not being invited. In my opinion, zero nominations equals you're not invited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Uh,
0: Weekend's great friend uh, Aubrey, father of Adonis, also chimed in with an IGI iOS release story. <laughs> and he put this on his story, right? And it's one of those, you know, take a picture of a, a nice background and then you put the font over it. Mm-hmm. But the background is like usually people will just take a picture of like their knee or something so it's black or like take a picture <laughs> of the sky, whatever. This is like it looks like like a velvet carpet in a high priced brothel or like the back of a Jodice <laughs> booklet. Or like <laughs> <laughs> So it's probably the carpet in his house. <laughs> It's like, why is this so pretty? It's so... Anyways. Drake says via Instagram, I think we should stop allowing ourselves to be shocked every year by the disconnect between impactful music and these awards, and just accept that what once was the highest form of recognition may no longer matter to the artists that exist now and the ones that come after. It's like a relative you keep expecting to fix up, but they they just can't change their ways.
1: Oh, my God.
0: The other day, I said The weekend was a lock for either album or song of the year, along with countless other reasonable assumptions, and it just never goes that way. <laughs> this is a great time for somebody to start something new that we can build up over time and pass on to the generations to come. And he also added little baby, pop smoke, party next door, and pop can as people whose names were also mysteriously missing. Um, so, needless to say oh that, Lord, okay, um, the sixth god is is full of wrath and vengeance is nigh. Um, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I, it isn't. Um, <clears throat> apparently, Cardi had to come for Wiz Khalifa because somebody <laughs> a, a Barb said. A Barb <laughs> tweeted that um, Cardi winning a Grammy when Nicki Minaj didn't Is the biggest proof that they don't know a shit about music Sweetie
2: They don't know a shit? Sweetie okay. You need to
0: log into that homeroom Zoom
2: I keep telling these children <laughs> the worksheets are important
0: Get your homework together sis <laughs> Because this isn't about you Okay, Leave this alone Wiz Khalif, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, uh, retweeted this and said most self-made artists have this problem. What? <laughs> right? Like responding to the Barb's tweet, he <laughs> said most self-made artists have this problem. <sighs> this nope. led Cardi B to releasing oh, <laughs> a DM from the nigga from 2016, where he was well, you know <laughs> blowing smoke ass. Well. She later said, "I oh my god, on my birthday. Cardi, every, this is the sweetest birthday." I like Is it? You guys are so nice.
2: We all did this just for you.
0: Thanks. Okay, so Cardi said, "I don't understand why niggas entertain entertain tweets that pit successful women against each other. Y'all not tired of that? Especially when y'all was rooting hard when a bitch was at the bottom."
2: Mm. Well, there is that.
0: Wiz <laughs> Khalifa retweeted his uh, DM screenshot from Cardi and said, Damn, that was good advice. I still support you. Nothing's changed. You're self made and my book as well. So I'm like, "Why?" So then
2: what was the purpose? <laughs> of... <laughs> oh my God. These people, they act like awards don't matter. And then every award season, they get super pressed. And it's fine if you care. It's fine if you care, but don't act like yeah, you Yeah, absolutely. Know. <laughs> right yeah I just so confused by y'all
0: right i don't i mean i kind of agree with what drake said i mean good luck at like building a new grammys that you know is going to somehow (laughs) get musicians to be like yeah nah fuck that grammy shit we don't care about that nah (laughs) it cannot be both (laughs) i don't i mean try it out you know whatever but I do agree that at some point, it's like, if you get nominated for one of these things, great. If you win one of these things, amazing. But it doesn't really validate your worth as an artist, your impact as an artist, your innovation (laughs) or creativity or any of that stuff. Yeah, there's plenty of fucking musicians. Some that aren't even alive anymore. Some that were making music when your parents were your age. That never got, you know, proper respect in many people's eyes from the fucking Grammys and wherever the fuck else. So, yeah, you kind of got to build up this coat of armor that's like, all right, girl, like, I would love one of those. It would be really sweet. sweet. It would be an honor, but I'm not doing it about that. And for whatever reason, it's like so many smaller artists, independent artists even, don't get recognized by the Grammys when they totally should. And they go back to work. And you motherfuckers (laughs) who even had... Justin Bieber is nominated four times. And And he was like, actually, girl, if you paid attention, (laughs) DJ Mustard (laughs) produced four of the records, Queen, and actually the intro record was motherfucking inspired by uh, Belle Biv DeVoe. So if you would do your homework, like, bitch... (laughs) What's wrong with that? Get over yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm just not really, I'm not understanding the, how it's both of these energies being put forth. Like this whole whatever awards don't matter. I, I do it for the music. I do it for the fans. I do it because this is how I really feel or whatever. And then also this incredibly pressed attitude every time the Grammys come out. And that's coming from the artists themselves. I expect stans to be pressed because that's stans' job. Your job is to be pressed behind your artist. That's what you're going to do as a stand. But for the artists themselves, it's just like, I don't know. I just don't. It's something about it that just says to me that you care more about the award than what it is you're doing. You care more about that than the impact you have on the people who do like and respect and support your music. So it's just like. Uh, I feel like this is better suited for the group chat than sharing with the whole world on social media, but y'all do whatever y'all want to.
0: I mean, it sounds like the weekend snub really shocks a lot of people. And again, I haven't listened to his album. I do remember seeing a bit of one of the videos where he's got like a nosebleed or something, or he's bleeding from somewhere. Yeah, And I guess that's probably the matter of fact, child. Let me just go on YouTube. I'm
2: sure it. I'm. I'm pretty sure I saw like a. That must a minute be the video it. for yeah. the
0: song I like. Um, blinding, but lights. yeah, yeah. I don't. It is blinding lights. Yeah. Well, this motherfucking site has a ty- typo on it. Don't blame me, Abel. I know you've been disrespected. You know it says <laughs> <laughs> it says, it says Binding on lights on wrap up. I was like, wasn't it called like what lights binding makes less sense. No, yeah. This is absolutely... I've never watched this video in full, but I really like this song. So... And it has 295 million views. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the the nominations for the Grammys are... Cock me as fuck. So they we don't, frequently you know, they,
2: don't make sense to the rest they, of us. <laughs> thank
0: you. Like a lot. Even Kate being nominated for best new artist to me is like what? Kay Where have been off y'all from, like, been? <laughs> so it's cool that category names are often fucking confusing, and then yeah. they change them every three, four years to some shit that makes even less sense. Like Drake is right. You know, it's like you gotta if if you get there great if you win great but be prepared to be upset at some point like big or small because sometimes the shit that they do don't make no fucking sense
2: yeah either for not being nominated or for not winning at some point yeah you're gonna get in your feelings about it and that's fine you're a human being you're allowed to have feelings and understand that if you have those feelings
0: in public, other people are going to have feelings about your feelings. So, And at least you weren't Michael Jackson in the grave, having the nerve. <laughs> Oh. Simply months later. <laughs> that was but so like for people to have the nerve. <laughs> Artist of the year. The year he died. Ooh. I will never get over that. The absolute nerve of y'all bitches. Those are the girls you should be dragging. I don't remember which one that was. American Music Awards or who it was. I think oh, it was. Oh no, you
2: mean artists of the decade when they gave it to Taylor Swift instead of Michael Jackson? <sighs> of the decade girl when let Jackson even, is the artist of the millennia yeah we were let me were not even get myself And that's myself what I'm, saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm trying to move on but on imagine that if her. Taylor
2: Swift had logged on and like decided to argue with people about that you're <laughs> right. only going to make it worse
0: like what
2: <laughs> like sis like, calm down enjoy your award and go over there with it
0: uh, I don't know I mean the rest category of the is risk shoes.
2: so but yeah uh, i'm trying mad. to figure out if
0: i'm gonna make it fucking home for the holidays oh, i'm yeah. probably not gonna be able to
2: i'm definitely not going nowhere so i'll be right here at the house having What's my new on? year's celebration on animal crossing <laughs> i don't care Isabel said they got something special planned <laughs> <laughs> you better leave me alone i'm dead ass serious
0: Last year I was at a club oh in D.C. <laughs> now I'm going to be on my Switch. Woo! Okay. <laughs> I haven't logged on to Animal Crossing in so long, too. And I didn't log on on my birthday either. And I was <laughs> like, I don't know what it does for your birthday. I don't even think I care anymore. But I definitely need to jump on there and say hello to the girls. I'm sure they all want to move.
2: Oh, they're going to cuss you out, actually. <laughs> they told me, yeah, our last conversation was four months ago. I kept track.
0: I was like, oh, hey, bitch. <laughs> They were pissed. (laughs) I cannot wait to walk around my island for the girls to be like, oh, you're still here. That's cute. No, no, it's fine. I've been upgrading my own home and chopping down my own trees. Thanks, love.
2: They're going to have an attitude, just so you know.
0: (laughs) So Cardi B apologized to the internet after um, uh, publicly celebrating uh, her Thanksgiving with around 37 members of the family, friends possibly, who came over to have a holiday gathering with them. Uh, A lot of people were like, hey girl, pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of other people were like, hey girl, I don't get to be with my family for Thanksgiving, so this is really insensitive. Yeah. So... (laughs) She tweeted 12 kids, 25 adults over the holidays. It was lit. That was the. Bitch,
2: why would you? (laughs) Oh, God,
1: Isha.
0: They also somehow, some way uploaded a video, I think on Instagram of them doing some funny ass (laughs) dance. I don't know if this is like a new TikTok thing or what. It's like a bunny hop. uh, Oh, it probably is. The kids was doing it in the promo video that they shot. (laughs) For what?
2: For us, nigga. For the merch. Oh, that. (laughs) And I saw them kids doing a little bunny hop. And I said, literally don't know what that is, but it must be the children and
0: their new TikTok dance. Why am I old?
2: (laughs) So old. Because I had no idea. I used to hear
0: about the dances when they came out. I knew them. Like, why am I old? I actually, you know what? Let me not admit that because people don't ask me to do it. Um... Smart. So yeah, she posted <laughs> She posted the video, got dragged for it, and then she tweeted, sorry my bad, wasn't trying to make nobody feel bad. I just had my family in my home for the first time and it felt so good and uplifted me. I spent so much money getting everyone tested, but it felt worth it. I wasn't you got a space in between some of these like punctuations and stuff, sis, because that matters. Like it's. It,
2: it does. It counts a lot.
0: <laughs> and it is going to affect the way people read it because I wasn't trying to offend no one. She said um, to a, a response that says, okay, good thing that you got tested. She says, me, specially, and everyone that works around me get tested literally four times a week. I'm in the middle of work, and every time we clock in, we must get tested. Uh, earlier this year, Offset did lose his uh, uncle to coronavirus complications. So one would think that they would definitely at least be... Uh, doing their best to make sure that people are safe in that regard but i do understand people being like well damn girl you got your whole family tree in the house and like i don't even know if i'm gonna see my family this year
2: right so you could have you could have spent a whole lot of money getting 40 niggas tested which i'm sure that was expensive especially if you had them if you had like the doctors come to the house and do the testing at your house i'm sure Mm -hmm. you paid a lot of money for that but you always had the option of doing that and making sure everybody had a safe and fun Thanksgiving and not telling us about it. I just don't understand how that that (laughs) next leap to keeping it to your fucking self, how we never get there. How is it that you you willing to spend all this money (laughs) to have your people together and have a good time understanding that more Americans are broke as shit and struggling to even eat and all this like no, Being full aware of all that and then deciding to post about it any fucking way.
0: Why would you do yeah. that? It's not even just the being around your family thing. Like some people just are fucked for Thanksgiving period because they right. don't have no money. You know, before say,
2: Thanksgiving, like, during, after. Like, a girl.
0: <laughs> there wasn't even no dinner for many people. Right. And y'all are like... You know, yeah, that is a little insensitive. I guess. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you that, like, the misstep for me is also definitely, oh, hey, why share it? You know? (laughs) You wouldn't have
2: had to apologize if you didn't tell us about it in the first place. If you
0: didn't say anything to nobody, you could have kept it to yourself. Yeah, sure, I guess. Um, Lord, help us. Speaking of celebrity reactions to the coronavirus or the pandemic we're in and shit. (laughs)
2: accurate the pandemic we in and shit the panda
0: bear um <laughs> the did pandemic. you see did you see what Ice-T said about his father oh my mom?
2: god yes That's, and then published the man's
0: picture too I
1: said
0: oh, no. bitch oh man did okay. Coco approve this I so Ice-T tweeted my father-in-law And then, in little quotes, Coco's dad. Like we don't know Um, what father-in-law means. Yeah, you're... But all right. My father-in-law, Coco's dad, was a serious no-masker. COVID hit him. Pneumonia in both lungs. 40 days in ICU, close to death. Now he's on oxygen indefinitely. Oh, he's a believer now. Hashtag... COVID is not a game. I want to emphasize that the O has three H's in it, um, which is, I feel like, a a good portion of where the shade lies if you're paying Mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. But yes, he also then posted this man's photograph with the fucking ventilator and shit over his mouth. Oh, my God. Bitch, when I read this shit, I said, (laughs) this had to be Ice-T's favorite Thanksgiving in a while. Because clearly that man was not there.
2: Right. Father-in-law wasn't there. Father-in-law was hooked up to the tank at the house by himself. And he was like, I'm just going to take full advantage of this situation right now.
0: He obviously can't, can't stand. stand
2: his father-in-law child that man been getting on his nerves for a while he probably a trump supporter
0: mm. <laughs>
2: and mm-hmm. ice tea has been sick of that shit you boy hit the nail.
0: <laughs> you hit the nail because to call that man a no masker with the words capitalized <laughs> All that man was saying is, you voted for Trump twice, and honey, I don't feel uh-uh. bad for him.
2: No, he t- took a screenshot of that man's Instagram and cropped that picture and reposted <laughs> that shit asap, soon as he saw it.
0: <laughs> like, what the fuck is Coco saying to this man at night? What, what was the pillow talk given that oh, evening? God. Mm. Mm.
2: <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure she kept it cute. Because <laughs> sure she... I mean, COVID damn. is real, and I don't know why so many people have to die, f- or you yourself have to get sick for you niggas to start understanding that. But the shit is real. Please take it seriously. God damn. <laughs> Honestly, if I had a g- I hated. I would do this
0: too. <laughs> I see was giving. Oh, I been couldn't stand this bitch. <laughs> And I was like waiting for a reason and here it is like yeah. I can only imagine well it gave me a laugh but uh, <laughs> God bless him and hope he gets well soon and stuff like that uh, to go to Trump, in which case you know
2: whatever happens happens I'm Yeah, it, you know? <laughs> I dare not interfere in the Lord's business I would
0: just st- sit over here and do me <laughs> Um, I'd like to say that I <sighs> I'm aware that there is a new chapter to this Megan the Stallion, Tory Lanez thing, her ex-friend dropping a diss record.
2: Oh, God, I did not even play that.
0: <laughs> Whatever. I just, again, like I said last week or whenever, I don't care about this story no more. I just want to skip to the part where the judge says what it is. And then we can, like, I don't care about any more of the workings of this story. It's very exhausting. Mm-hmm. What I will mention, though, is that... Uh, Megan got caught up into a different IG scandal, this time via Fashion Over, when uh, I guess this new collection that she collaborated with them on has a dress in it that looks exactly like uh, another black waymo- black lady's uh of course <laughs> dress. Um I don't know if I know how to say your name. Azzia. It's A-A-Z-H-I-A on Instagram. And she basically went on Instagram and was like, I've worked with Megan. She absolutely knows who I am. She knows about this dress. For all them to do that is whack as fuck, you know. Um,
2: oh, damn.
0: Oh, yeah And I mean, it's <laughs> the same dress. Like, the only difference is that one's black, the original is white, and one has two gloves instead of one. Everything else is the same. Yikes. And obviously there's a cowboy hat on the fashion Nova shit because it's Megan's capsule right. collection or whatever it's called. But like it's the same dress and it's style the same way. Megan says she don't know nothing about the designer and that <gasps> Oh shit. Um there are lots of dresses with this style and uh-uh. she would have, you know, had no problem sharing the proceeds. Um, if they would have had a chance to speak and stuff like that. I feel like this has happened before with celebrities that have done stuff with Fashion Nova. Or maybe mm-hmm. just Fashionova individually, I feel like, gets called out every now and then for like, oh, you sold my design. But I thought that's what Fashion Nova did. Like, I thought that Fashionova yeah. looked at, like, mm-hmm. stuff that the Kardashians were wearing and stuff and then made one that yep. y'all could pay $30 for. Like, I thought yeah. that's what everybody...
2: Literally exactly that. No, it, it is that. And I actually think <laughs> the Kardashians probably had some sort of secret partnership with Fashion Nova where they let them know ahead of time. Right. It would be like Kim wore something <laughs> and six hours later, Fashion Nova had a $30 That's version right. Right. on the website. But then also, you know, the Kardashians steal most of the things they do from black people. And so no matter which way you get there, Fashion Nova been taken from younger or not younger, but smaller, lesser known designers since the inception of Fashion. Of, I mean, it's like all the terrible things about fashion, fast fashion wrapped up into one brand. It truly is. So I'm not surprised this happened, but for the designer to say that she know Meg and Meg to be like, I don't know her like that is like kind of suspect like mm what's really going nah, on here I wasn't here? feeling
0: that but
2: yeah and also I saw like I saw a promo picture of Meg in some patchwork jeans and I was like so this cannot possibly be for me cuz <laughs> I didn't like patchwork <laughs> jeans when they was first in fashion and I definitely do not like them now but then I went on the website and looked through the whole <laughs> <laughs> Megan collection and a lot of it is like really adorable so I don't know why they chose to feature that patchwork <laughs> outfit cuz it's so bad it's so bad
0: i have to look at it.
2: <laughs> yeah google fashion nova megan the stallion patchwork and you'll see it it's a catastrophe <laughs> i don't like it at all <laughs>
1: oh
2: Mm-mm. but most of the stuff i'm scrolling through the page now and most of this <laughs> is cute enough i don't know where the hell you hoes are wearing it maybe to the brunch you're not supposed to be at but you know it's not most of it is not that terrible
0: Oh, yeah, no, I like these other jeans. I see what you mean about this one, though, yeah. Yeah, that the rest of it, like, I mean, a
2: lot of this is cute. That hot girl leopard pants set, y'all gonna do some whole shit in that. And I was about to say, <laughs> but you can't wear it to the club, but the club is open in a lot of places.
0: So. Oh, super many places. <laughs> the <laughs> Not here, but <laughs> where y'all stay. These patchwork jeans look like something that it's like a scoop of girls could pull off. And I, like... hate <laughs> I hate
2: them. I hate then... <laughs> hate it.
0: <laughs> but, like majority would be like, girl, you'll never catch me. Dude. No, you know the mean? three different like, shades of denim me.
2: randomly <laughs> in a pattern with one another. I have all since the 90s. I have hated that. So
0: I wonder if she if Megan loves Alice in Wonderland as much as I do, because it, it gives me Alice in Wonderland for some reason. And that video for Don't Stop was inspired by Alice in Wonderland. So
2: Oh, maybe. maybe something there. Perhaps. It looks
0: very whimsical. A little Tim Burton-esque.
2: Okay. <laughs> if you um, say so.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. That wasn't a fun story, but I hope you yeah. girls figure it out. I um, hope y'all... Yeah.
2: Get that, get that lady her money. <laughs> yeah. Please. Stealing from white people is one thing.
0: <laughs> or make her a consultant <laughs> or I don't know.
2: Something. something. Pay her. Just Pay her. Cut that girl a check.
0: Um... Summer Walker's having a tough time. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. You didn't even like, like. <laughs> oh, this boy's actually cute. I don't think I've ever seen what London on the track actually looks like. I feel like you know how long track. it took me to understand I that London on tear. the track,
2: all that was his name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing.
2: phrase.
0: Exactly. It's a sentence. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Was it last week that I mentioned her being pregnant? Yeah,
2: that it was like confirmed or whatever.
0: <sighs> well, um, shit went downhill fast because it did. it did. Summer Walker jumped on her official IG story, not the Galactahore <laughs> one, so you know she means business, and she said yet again. I should really out this bum-ass nigga London on a track. I could really fuck up life. LOL, but I'm not. And then on the next page oh, of the girl. story, <laughs> on the next page of the story, it says, for now, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> <laughs> for now, I'm gonna just take my L. Uh, what else did she say?
2: Girl, I, first of all, you might know all kinds of secrets But unless you have evidence of him like violating a white woman, none of it is going to change the way that that man is allowed to live and move and earn money. So Mm. you might want to think twice about whatever you you think the T is, because if the T is that he don't want to see his kids, we know that. (laughs) You could have text messages from him being like, fuck them kids and niggas is not going to (laughs) care.
0: You are sending me tonight. Okay, so she said, she said, black man got to start doing better when it comes to being a father. My grandfather lame, my father lame, and this nigga lame. LOL. And I guess the cycle, that was a funny sentence. Like, it's, it's sad, you know, so like it, it's not, it's upsetting to read, but a lot of I people mean, can said, relate. Uh, anyway. Right. And I guess the cycle will just continue. I guess niggas still dealing with the shackles of mental slavery or some shit back when white men ripped you from your families and beat you to death if you tried to protect them. It goes deep. Shit's really sad. Um, So deep Summer. She said that she tried to get him to spend time with his other kids. Um, He ain't want to because he's selfish. I tried to get his baby mamas to let him see the kids. They didn't want to because they were bitter. They was bitter and hated me for no reason. I tried to get everybody to just get the fuck along like one big happy family. And instead, everyone just shit on me. And now I just have the shit under the stick because all these motherfuckers is ghetto.
2: You don't have the shit of the stick, sis. You actually don't. All you these don't. motherfuckers is ghetto. But you saw all this shit and still decided that getting pregnant and keeping it was the move. Like you literally th- made that decision. I, I don't understand it. <laughs>
0: You have broken up with him to us, Mm -hmm. like, five times this year. So, for you to constantly be, like, going back and forth... And and you're you're admitting in this moment that you knew that the nigga didn't want to see his kids because he's selfish. And that everything around was toxic and ghetto, as you call it and stuff. And yet, still, here you are, pregnant. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, it's like... (sighs) <sighs> girl, and put out pictures <laughs> a week ago. It was very different. Just a second ago, girl. Like, <sighs> it's not we don't believe you. <laughs> this girl, we knew, and people yes. were trying to say this to you when you were talking about what future baby mamas were doing and the price of asparagus and <laughs> squash <laughs> and shit. Like, I don't, I really enjoy Summer. I really do. She's like mostly my kind of weirdo. I really like her songwriting and a lot of her music and stuff. But like, she is very much (laughs) approaching this whole thing. Not well. (laughs) She did also (laughs) say though, like, she did later say, um, well, I guess I'll just put it all in an album, collect my millions and be on my merry way. Funny enough, it's spelled Mary like marriage and not Mary, which... Oh,
2: okay. Well, you know.
0: Nah, <laughs> hominems be
2: fucking niggas up. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Every day. But at least I can afford to take care of my child. Exactly. Um. Oh, Summer. I like her music. And I
2: try to remember that she's like 22, 23 years old.
0: Well, she is quite young.
2: She's Yeah, she's very young. And being a cycle breaker is a difficult thing to do. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And, you know, having the awareness that things around you are fucked up doesn't mean that you're going (laughs) to...
0: So true, yeah. (laughs) Doesn't
2: mean that you're going to make a healthier decision for yourself. So I'm trying to, like, have a lot of grace with her right now, especially because she's pregnant. But... Sister, and this is why we were telling you, when you was clowning his baby mamas for bullshit behavior and all this, this is what we said. Like, girl, they can't, all 17 of them can't be wrong. (laughs) It can't just be. And you dragged
0: us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You You dragged us and then told us all your baby needed was a pear and two almonds to get
0: through the (laughs) (laughs) Like We were just, you know, coming to you with love and (laughs) fellowship. Trying to keep you from
2: this exact situation.
0: (laughs) Now you're like, bitch, what do y'all hoes know? You feed your baby gummy fruits and shit with fucking high fructose corn syrup. (laughs) Bitch, your motherfucking baby (laughs) never tasted an apple. Fuck y'all. So,
2: Oh God, good luck to that fetus incubating in there.
0: Well, she's definitely true though that I mean, at least I do expect that her album will be flames. Whoever produced
2: Her music it is, is good. So yeah, music is I good, don't so. I'm not surprised by that. They're gonna reconcile long enough for him to produce a couple tracks. Maybe That's even guest feature on something. Like they,
0: they definitely not done forever. They'll probably be back together before this episode come out. <laughs> probably. Like,
2: yeah, so I. But yeah, summer will be just fine. If I think you're you, right, though. Yeah,
0: like sometimes you gotta gotta give people the grace to like fuck up, even yeah. when you're like trying to holler at them. Because sometimes people gotta fall down and get up. You know, sometimes you gotta feel that the stove is hot, <laughs> so you understand yeah. not to touch it. So, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes you have to
2: experience for yourself. Even when you look around, you and everybody who touched the stove is bandaged like fuck. <laughs> right? Just exactly. every last one of them—the niggas and the bitches—everybody who touched the stove <laughs> is in deep disarray. And you just like, I'm gonna do it too.
0: And you can't curl that chin up when you look back at their motherfucking ass with their newly burned tip, uh, fingertips. <laughs> Listen, and they're looking back at you like, "Bitch, I told. I literally sat here and you told saw.
2: You. you sat here and watched me bandage my fucking hand up, girl." <laughs> but yeah you know life has to humble all of us (laughs) at some point
0: right so you told me that i wouldn't shit because i use neosporin instead of aloe vera (laughs) gel and so i don't know and so huh take that oh London on the track posted an IG story message of his own. He said, I'm not going to let heightened emotions, continued false narratives, and accusations trick me into disrespecting the mothers of any of my children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love my kids dearly and currently doing everything in my power legally to ensure my kids' safety and quality of life. Drama isn't my my priority. My children are. And then there's two snakes surrounded no, two snakes surrounding a little green heart emoji. I don't know what the snake heart emoji thing means. Maybe that's an inside joke.
2: Perhaps, because I don't get it either. <laughs> but um, okay, sure. All your baby mamas are lying on you?
0: All right. So that's where we're at uh, with Baby Boy, <laughs> the series. And, <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> if, if an update is worth mentioning, then I will bring it up. But. So,
2: so fun. Can't wait for next week.
0: Call me summer. Let's uh, vape on FaceTime and talk about how, how ancient shit these niggas are. Can she vape? Pregnant? Oh, that's right. She's pregnant. <laughs> 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 Let me Google is vaping safe for pregnant. <laughs> Bitch, I forgot that. Fast. Oh man. Okay. All right. Well, nah, We can um uh burn. The intense. Mayo Clinic said
2: no. Don't
0: do it. <laughs> okay. I, I could have guessed. I think. <laughs> We can take our braids down and then do whatever, like girl. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah, that's sweet. That's it for the pop culture today. Before we move on, it's time for Kid Fury Sports Shorts. Short. <laughs> this week in Fury Sports Shorts, we're talking about boxing. There was a very highly publicized <laughs> boxing match. Now, why did you do this <laughs> between the legends, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr.? Now, most of the fight um, cons- consisted with a, 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 a of a, a performance of "Thank You for Being a Friend." It was very rousing and emotional for me as a Golden Girls stand and watching two of my favorite Golden Girls duke it out in uh. the ring. Um,
1: <clears throat> yeah.
0: So much happened in terms of um, stats and athleticism. Um, Roy Jones Jr. was very fast and nimble, and <laughs> relied heavily on toe physics and balance on the balls of his feet, and and a kickball change as well uh, to um, t- to overcome the opponent and. Mike Tyson who is very famous and has a podcast um he had to spend a lot of his time to make up the height deficit because of his wingspan to neck ratio and that oh, gets tricky my God. <laughs> so there was like many rounds more than one and um <laughs> lots of swinging Very heavy breaths. Okay. um, (laughs) Did you watch this fight? (laughs) Hugging. There was a lot of hugging. And ultimately, it was a draw um, in the end. Uh, Overall, quite boring. The stats uh, came out to uh, many um, hooks and roundhouses and um, three cc's of a of an ABC and <laughs> a BBD Jodeci any time you need. And so that happened. <laughs> but what was mostly discussed was actually a fight between Nate Robinson, basket foot, f- bas- basketball person, and um, Jake Paul... Um aka evil Zach Morris. They fought pre prior to the main thing. Mm-hmm. And um Lord it was quite vicious. And um in a mad act of uh violence and possibly racism, um Jake Paul viciously knocked out Nate Robinson. Jake Paul is most famous from YouTube or um, yeah. uh, VidCon. I don't. And Nate Being Robinson. This is really
2: all I know about Jake Paul.
0: <laughs> is Afro-American. He <laughs> spent a large portion of the bout uh, face down on the mat. And after a while, he decided not to get back up. Probably because he was resting. And um, that was very (laughs) concerning for me and my homegirls because um, now's not the time to be watching niggas get knocked out by insufferable white boys. So
2: it's not, it's not, that was overall
0: not too worth the $50 if you paid it. Um, But yeah, that happened. And so many other things and that's been the short the short (laughs) sports the sports shorts this week um and if you didn't watch that fight you didn't miss much of anything you can go walk the watch the nice parts on youtube probably so you' lucky I don't They'll know nothing better. about boxing,
2: so I can't ask you no further questions
0: about. <laughs> of this. course you can. I know everything about boxing. I can't. There's heavyweights and there's small weights and there are welterweights and there are shake weights and. <laughs> there right. are waiting to exhale. Yep, there are. And so many things that I know. Mm-hmm. And sugar I Ray, Ray Leonard.
2: Yep, that is a person. Mm-hmm. wasn't it all King. involved yep not him either but yep <laughs> thank you for for that um for that incredible update from the sports world we really appreciate it you're welcome right. <laughs> okay let's take a break
0: ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Shmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be. About us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Okay, guys, we're back. It is time now to get into your listener letters. It
2: sure is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. And also, we are frequently like anywhere from one to nine weeks behind on listener letters so if we didn't reach yours <laughs> six days after you sent it you really don't have to re-forward it <laughs> yeah. i i still see it but there's a lot in there and i'm I'm trying to get to as many as possible so just so you guys know no need to stress yourselves out about that okay our first letter this week comes from lorena who says so i've been in a situationship with a man since june of this year and neither one of us has our own place he rents out a basement And I am currently living with my parents and looking to purchase a house. So with that said, we usually have sex in his truck. Fun. Twice in the past, he has gotten a hotel room for us, the last time being in July. I recently told him that I don't want to fuck in the car anymore. With the type (laughs) of sex I want to have, I need the space of a hotel room. Mm. But this man refuses to pay for it and said, we're not together. And I know you entertaining other niggas. (gasps) I don't feel as though I should pay for the room and bring the pussy. Do y'all think I'm being unreasonable? Am I asking for too much since we aren't together? Or am I just asking the wrong nigga? What should I do? Thanks, Lorena. Oh,
1: my God.
0: almost <laughs> like, I... I actually, brought pussy, so I don't understand. So, yeah, She literally why. said,
2: I don't, I should not have to pay for the hotel, and I'm bringing the vagina. The vagina's clear with the star. It's so, I'm seems not a little unbalanced
0: to me. It doesn't <laughs> feel fair.
2: Yeah. So, is Lorena being unreasonable, or is she just asking the wrong nigga?
0: Um, I don't think you're being unreasonable. I think you are asking the wrong nigga. I think that, you know, he's not obligated to spend money on a hotel room for y'all to fuck but you have the right to want to be comfortable physically comfortable um and have the kind of sex that you want with the space to do so cars or, or trucks and stuff like that are fun when it's like a spontaneity thing you know what i mean like you're just gonna go for it and do it in the car or you know every now and then in a situation where yeah I don't have a place you don't have a place let's make it happen like that stuff is fine mm-hmm. but like every time we gotta get into the Prius we gotta hop into the, the fucking Highlander every goddamn time <laughs> you want some vaj- the vagina gunny? like I don't I don't understand so I mean I feel like his maybe I would understand feeling a bit differently about it if his approach was different or his response -hmm. But to just be like, we not together. (laughs) Like you, like yeah, I I am getting pussy from you, but hold on, now it's not worth (laughs) all that. Like, right?
2: It's either not worth all that, or he ain't got all that. It's one of right.
0: And like that's fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was like, look, don't know if you heard, but everything's garbage right now. Money is funny. Twenty twenty is pretty bad. So like, I don't have. The, the time or I can't really spend money on hotel rooms like that or whatever right now. I can't do it. Like, that's fine. And I don't think that it would make sense to argue with him. But to be like, I'm not going to do it because you and I aren't together like that? Who the fuck cares? You don't have to be together to have sex in a fucking comfortable bed. <laughs> like, what? Right. So, I don't think that you're asking much at all. Please don't let these cockamamie weird-ass niggas make you start to, like, lower your standards. Because motherfuckers will actually get, like, gaslit into being like, am I doing too much? Am I asking? Yeah. Are <laughs> like, asking for way more than I should be? Is this, is this extra? Am I the Hillary <laughs> Banks <support? laughs> Like, no, you should be able to have sex and be comfortable doing it. And if he doesn't want to to do that or help make you comfortable, then do it with somebody else.
2: Right. Like you say he has a truck, but in Oklahoma, a truck can mean anything from like a F-150 to a fucking Suburban.
0: Now, all I'm of them tell is you. trucks <laughs> <laughs> that F-150 is definitely what jumped in my mind first in my every track I definitely was like oh, okay cute the bed in the back you know what I'm saying Like, let's lay down some sunda- comforters <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: no that's not gonna work
0: it could absolutely be a nice suburban or something like that a sienna maybe i don't know if sienna's a truck although if it
2: was that roomy you could probably just make it work inside the sub you know if it was like a giant suv you probably wouldn't mm -hmm. be writing to us about this (laughs) because you can make something happen in the backseat of them cars they designed to like move niggas across the damn state so i was
0: just about to say like a lot of them trucks are absolutely built to be like, okay, so we know y'all be fucking, so here's how you put the chairs (laughs) down into the... Like, so many of them have full down shit in the trucks where you have way more space. I would assume that... This doesn't have that kind of a situation because maybe it would be more comfortable. But even if it did, maybe you're just not comfortable having sex in a fucking truck. You want to do it in a bedroom. yeah. And that's not asking too much. Right. No, it's
2: not. That's the thing. Like, having sex in a truck is still having sex outside. And (laughs) all kinds of risks that go along with that that I probably would not be willing to face. I kind of feel like it's both. Like, you are asking for too much and you're asking the wrong nigga but you're only asking for too much because you asking a nigga who has not made any effort to say that like he feels any way about you past pussy
1: that's right. the that's, that's like saying. that's
2: my only right so I think we're saying the same thing just in different ways but like mm-hmm. I I feel like if it matters that much to you to fuck in a hotel room then you know just pay the $60 for the holiday and yourself And and let that be that. But also, if I'm fucking you and you have sixty dollars, I really don't understand why you not paying for that. So that because why wouldn't you want me to be as comfortable as possible so that all my freak can come out?
0: exactly <laughs> like,
2: so it's just like this nigga is like he either that's why I said he either don't have it or he don't give a fuck but right either way you're not wrong for feeling the way you feel if you tired of fucking in a truck then you can just say that and he probably gonna move on to somebody who not tired of fucking in a truck and that's fine exactly because you can move on to somebody who likes fucking in a bed <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is a situation ship and, and y'all been at it since June so this is a good time for y'all to actually let it run its course and move on so I would probably suggest you do that instead of trying to get blood out of a turnip.
0: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Cause it's like again, he doesn't have to pay for the hotel or whatever. And I I feel like, yeah, if Dick is absolutely worth it and you want to come up off of the money yourself to get then sure. But like listen, to <laughs> me again, it's not even just like the fact that he doesn't have the money or may not have the money, but the way that he approached it was like, girl, it's not worth all that. Okay, well then let's not do it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And again, yeah. I would not have a problem. I don't have a problem fucking a nigga in a truck. I don't, but every time that we <laughs> leak up, every time that we leak to have sex in a truck, that's going to get old. Like, yeah, I'm going to want to yeah. have sex in a bed at some point, or in a home. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, and now I'm, I'm wondering. going to always want a pile into a fucking truck to have sex.
2: This basement that he rents, how nasty must it be that y- that he won't let you come over there or fuck in there or like maybe you've seen it and you don't want to fuck in there this basement must be terrible
0: so. if mama is allergic to the marriott like that <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and assume it is for the best that y'all don't. Yeah. Fuck
2: in this basement. <laughs> probably so
0: so yeah i would definitely scoot on over to somebody else yeah. that's not complaining
2: Not that I've never had sex in a truck because, of course, I've been young. (laughs) Like, hello, right, we grown. (laughs) But it's okay for you to grow out of that and to look for something else. So best of luck to you, little sis. Our next letter comes from Jada, who says, Hey, y'all, back in September, my best friend told me he caught COVID from his dad. I've lost three family members to this vile bitch disease, so my traumatized ass skipped over being concerned and went straight to terrified. My friend and I FaceTimed or text every few hours each day just to check up since he lives alone and we live three hours apart. I was worried about him being isolated out in the boonies, especially because he has a history of mental illness and his family was sick, too. When I offered to drive out and stay in the camper so he'd have somebody nearby, he insisted that I stay put. So I respected that he recovered after a few weeks and that was it. Last week, I mentioned that my niece's school shut down to a new COVID outbreak, and my friend said, Yeah, I don't know how I managed to avoid COVID when my whole family had it. I said, But didn't you have it in September? Right. <laughs> and that's when he admitted to me that he lied about having COVID. He tested, oh, negative. <laughs> he tested negative for both COVID and for having the antibodies twice in September, but he let everybody think that he had had the virus. He said he was just being a hypochondriac and that he should have told us after he got his results, but he didn't say anything because he liked the attention he was receiving. All I, say, <laughs> all I could say in the moment was there are so many other ways to get attention. And then I got the hell off the phone. After a few days of not talking, (laughs) I told him there's nothing bad or weak about wanting attention and, and that he can come to me about anything, but lying about having a deadly disease is fucked up. He apologized again and said he's been struggling with his mental health, but felt like an asshole for whining about it when thousands of people are suffering even more. My girlfriend and two other mutual friends saying he's being manipulative, manipulative, and I should cut him off. But my friend has never lied to me before. And I know from experience that depression can make people do desperate things. Part of me just wants to move on, but I don't know where to go from here. A colder part of me keeps thinking about all the money and time I spent worrying for weeks behind a damn lie. I feel stupid and I'm definitely still mad, but I don't want to throw away seven years of friendship because he did one fucked up thing. I can't seem to get past this lie and I don't know how to get over these feelings of betrayal. Do y'all think I'm being too self-centered? What would you do in my shoes? I've been suicidal before and I know the last thing he needs is to lose a friend. Please help. Thank you so much, Jada.
0: That's wild. Um Ciao. I don't think that you should give up on him as a friend, but you absolutely had the reason to be upset and to want some space possibly to like figure out how to even approach it or address it. I do appreciate the fact that you acknowledge that like his his issues with his mental health likely have a lot to do with him mm-hmm. yeah. Um, making that stuff up or whatever. And with as intense as depression and anxiety has been for a lot of people who deal with it this year, like, I don't myself understand why he would make up having COVID or, or lie about it or whatever. But I definitely understand that it's, you know got people feeling all kinds of stuff, doing all kinds of stuff, being all kinds of stuff. I, I understand though, like, because if you're, if your friends say that they have COVID, you're a concerned for their health, be concerned for your own. And then like, it, it's just going to send you into this fray of anxiety and, you know, panic and what ifs and all this other stuff. That's, ultimately really unnecessary i think that yeah if you're not ready to like talk to him about it uh out of you know frustration or anger then take a break Mm -hmm. um you know and establish your distance i think that that's the least he could the least he could do is like allow you to just kind of like you know, do you for a while and just get your head together before y'all approach it, you know. But if not, if you're ready, you feel like you can handle talking to him or whatever because maybe you feel like you kind of understand, then definitely go for it. Um, if you say, you know, he's never lied to you before and stuff like that, I mean, I guess that's something that you can look out for in the future and stuff. But if if, if he doesn't really have like a history of making shit up or saying stuff that sounds suspect, then I would just kind of try to keep this as like an isolated incident and talk with him to work out like what specifically he's been feeling that drove him to that place and what ways they could possibly um, fill those holes of like whatever like loneliness or sadness or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever he may be feeling in like a healthy way. Because the last thing that we need to be doing is freaking out people around us, especially people that care about us. Um, when it comes to this virus, that's literally still killing people every day. So
2: yeah, that's real.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you have the right to be pissed, but I don't think you have to throw away your your friendship. I think you can talk about it whenever you're ready.
2: Yeah, I think your girlfriend and your other friends are probably just trying to protect you because honestly, the thought of somebody lying about having COVID. And I mean, and lying and say they do have it. I'm I'm accustomed to niggas lying and saying they don't because that's been going on since March. But somebody lying and saying they do, and then you spending so much of your emotional energy because this means so much to you, trying to take care of him any way you can from home. Like that's real. And like Kiffuri said, like, that's a real sacrifice and you deserve to be upset that somebody lied to you about that. So that's definitely like I would I would definitely do that. I just feel like I'm trying to take COVID out of it and replace it with any other disease or misfortune or, you know, even just severe depression or suicide or something like that. Because what I know is that people who are struggling a lot with mental health issues, a lot of times really just want somebody to see them. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of times people don't want to die. They just don't want to feel bad no more. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) when you feel like the only way out of not feeling bad no more is to end your life altogether, then your perspective on a lot of things can be shifted. So,
0: yeah, very true.
2: So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to take the COVID out of it because it's so personal for a lot of us. Like my best friend actually just tested positive for covid because her kids got it because she lives in a state where people are not giving a fuck and all this so like i feel very strongly about it and like this is hitting me in a way that is probably hitting you too especially as somebody who has lost family members to the virus but i'm trying to remember that like this is the sort of thing that mental illness loves mental illness Mm -hmm. loves when somebody is paying attention to us i mean and not even just mental illness itself but like people are are craving that they're craving the attention they're craving the affection they're craving the the feeling of somebody giving a fuck about them yeah (laughs) which is human really at the Mm -hmm. very core of it so um, I think you're on the right track as far as like not wanting to throw away this friendship that you've had for years because of this, especially because he's never done anything like this before.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think as a best friend, you just have to if I were you, I would um have a FaceTime with him sometime soon where you can let out everything that you feel. And you can preface it with I completely understand what you're going through and that you've had, you know, your own struggles with mental health because this year has been absolutely fucking garbage. And honestly, who hasn't exactly, but also, you know, that I've lost family members to this, you know, how the virus has impacted my life. And for you to choose that specific lie really fucked with me. Cause what you can apologize all you want to, and I can take that. And I can believe it even and we can continue to be friends. But what won't change is the fact that I spent weeks of money and time and energy and 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 worry like I worried about you. I increased my stress levels. I did harm to my own self and body because I thought something was going on with you or I allowed myself to be stressed out because I thought my best friend you know, might die like the people I love have. So I would I would honestly lay it out for him just like that. I would make it plain that, you know, you're you're not looking to never speak to him anymore, but that you might need some time to really get over it. And he has to be understanding of that. That's honestly the best case scenario when you lie to people about something so important. So Yeah, but definitely don't swallow your feelings because he's struggling with mental health issues. Because although they explain his behavior, they don't excuse his behavior. And there's a very important difference there. You can know why somebody did something and it's still not be okay that they did it. (laughs) That is those two things can coexist. So I would do that um, and then let y'all's friendship kind of you probably take a break from each other for a little bit. You know, you won't be texting about. 90 Day Fiance and Love After Lockup, you know, as they happen, you know, for maybe a week or two or something like that. And then naturally, y'all will start to fall back in line and things will, you know, kind of be like (laughs) they were before. But get your feelings out and and acknowledge his and maybe y'all can just have a mutual conversation about it where both of you feel better. So, yeah, yeah, but definitely do that because you deserve to say, hey, that was ultra fucked up what you did to me, my nigga.
0: Extra, and like, you sound like beyond in this letter. It. You sound like um, like you have a, a fair understanding, and you're you're coming at it with with a fair approach. Which to me says like you absolutely have the ability to have that conversation the right way and in a healthy way, and that's really important too. But yeah, yeah I agree. His like the reason doesn't really excuse the behavior and yeah. it's not impossible to to talk your way through that and still maintain your friendship.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh good luck to you, Jada. Let us know how it goes. Our last letter comes from Eric who says, Hey y'all, like a lot of other people, I have been sheltering in place since March. Now that we're coming up on a year of quarantine, which when I first read this, I was like, ain't no way. But nigga literally three more months and it's a year. So mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Now that we're coming up on a year of quarantine that still has no end in sight, I've been doing more thinking and weighing out risks with things like holiday travel because I miss my family now more than ever before. For Thanksgiving, I ended up traveling home. I drove by myself and stayed at my mom's house with my two brothers. They have been taking everything very seriously. And since I live alone, we were all comfortable merging our small bubbles for a couple of days. It was so good to see them, but I failed to realize that the space and time away from my family during the pandemic has given me a very rosy view of them. I miss them so much that I forgot about the chaos waiting for me at home.
1: Oh, hell.
2: Yeah. It is inevitable that there is always a really bad fight every single time I come back. My brother suffers from, my brother suffer, suffers from mental issues but refuses to seek any type of treatment. And that is the source of a lot of chaos in my mother's household. He and my mother fight frequently. And the most recent fight was so bad that I had to ask my older brother to delay going to work so that he could stick around and make sure things didn't get violent. I realize now that I have a lot of anxiety from witnessing these battles over the years, and now I feel like running back home to my own peace and quiet. My question for y'all is, do you ever feel conflicted about going home to visit family because of toxic relationships or fucked up dynamics? If so, how do you weigh out the potential for your own emotional detriment? If you've ever decided not to go home, how did you tell your family that? I'm 28, and the thought of telling them that I won't be seeing them for the holidays actually feels impossible. But it never fails that when I come home, my anxiety is triggered and I regret ever leaving my house. Any tips for handling this are greatly appreciated. Love y'all. Eric.
0: I don't know if I'm confused.
2: Um, Okay, let me clear up whatever you're confused about.
0: Can you not say I'm not coming because covid
2: i mean honestly i think a lot of people especially in this situation where everybody is kind of sheltering at home and eric lives alone so it ain't a bunch of people coming in and out it's probably the family is like you know not like what covid but covid is a very small risk so why aren't you coming home I mean, even for the people, like, we have a lot of letters from people. <laughs> I just chose one of them. But we have a lot of letters from people who are trying to figure out how to tell their family that they're not coming home for Christmas. Because their family is not paying attention to the virus or because they don't get along with them or whatever else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately, like, this is a, the the reason that you don't want to go home for for the holidays isn't even COVID. So it's like, I, I <laughs> right. guess I was sort of there like, well, I mean, maybe you could use that as an, out- I mean,
2: I'm home. not going home because of COVID, but yeah, I would use that as an excuse if I had another reason for not
0: going. But I do think that it's, it, it's possible for you to say to your family, like, listen, frequently when I'm there, things just happen that, trigger me or upset me emotionally and with as wild and unpredictable and negative as this year has already been, I don't want to cap it off with some at home pandemic family drama. <laughs> like, and I think I started that uh, with a nicer tone than I ended up. <laughs> <So> maybe, like, <laughs> maybe choose the, like the wave of it a bit better, but I don't think that like approach is very, very, very important. Tact and Approach in the way that you address things like this is very important because there's literally nothing wrong with saying every time that I do this or every time I am here, I feel bad. So I don't want to feel bad. No one with sense can argue with you about that. Yes, your family is likely, you know, going to try and guilt you into coming or try to make you feel bad for not coming, whatever, whatever. But There comes a time, I think, where you just kind of have to stick to your guns and Mm. be like, you know what? Y'all are going to have to understand. Hopefully, eventually, we can uh, do something to have you get a better understanding of why I made the decision that I made. But nigga, if all of the Christmases and all of the Thanksgivings and all of the birthdays y'all are cutting up and arguing then I know you don't I know you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about when I say I'm not with the shits this year I don't want to do it (laughs) right you know so I feel like the way that you approach them with it um is really key but I just don't think it makes sense with as shit as this year has already been for you to put yourself in in a situation that is going to weigh on you and fuck with your emotions and also your physical health because, of course, they both tie into one another. That's going to fuck with you. Just because of your family feeling bad or whatever, they are gonna make you feel bad anyway. So yes.
1: it's
0: like girl, I might as well just stay here and I will Facetime y'all, Skype y'all, Zoom y'all, whatever. On the you know on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or whatever, blow y'all kisses from here. But I just can't. I can't, and I can't wait to see y'all again. But it's not gonna be this holiday. Love, smooches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jeff Bezos got the gifts in the mail, honey. Leave me alone. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> I just don't think you can be sincerely made wrong for saying that in a respectable way.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's really it. You, when it comes right down to it, it might be scary to tell your family that you're not coming home for the holidays, but ultimately they can't make you and you're grown as shit. And so it is really up they to you. They
0: can't make you they can't mm-hmm. make
2: you do it. <laughs> yeah. And they always stress you out. And honestly, you can witness the fights on FaceTime from the house and hang yeah. up when it gets to be too much. Like you don't have to, <laughs> you have to You don't have to go all the way down to your mama's house and see that shit in person and have it trigger you back to like whatever it takes you back to. You don't have to go through that because of your family. So if I were you I would use the pandemic as an excuse, I would say. (laughs) Honestly, I would, because it's hard for you to just be flat out honest about it. I would just say, you know what? Yeah, I came for Thanksgiving, but looking at the November numbers now where, you know, 4 million people (laughs) tested positive for COVID, which is like triple more than any other month this year, and knowing that because of Thanksgiving, those numbers are just going to skyrocket for the rest of the year. I would just be like, honestly, I was okay with it for Thanksgiving, but I'm not okay with it now. And I'm just going to be at the house. Feel free to FaceTime me whenever y'all ready to cut the ham. And I'll, you know, come on and say a few words. But you deserve to take care of yourself above all else. And you deserve to honor what is going to be best for you. I feel like you feel an obligation to go home because that's what your mama wants or that's what your brothers want. But what do you want? right what's good for you it does it actually matters more than anything else and so many of us especially like this is most people who are dealing with something like this most people don't feel brave enough to confront their parents about whatever's going on or their family about the way they really feel so you're not alone in this by any stretch and most people just suck it up and grin and bear it for Mm -hmm. the holidays so that they don't have to hear no shit or so they don't have to go through something scary maybe they can. Yeah. And right. Exactly. Exactly that. But like a lot of people are afraid that they'll lose their family if they don't comply with whatever the family wants. And it's not a risk Mm. that they're willing to take.
1: Yeah.
2: And so, you know, you just do whatever your best is. But I would say if you're struggling with this, the pandemic has given you the perfect opportunity to choose yourself. So just be bold (laughs) enough to choose yourself. Like if you really feel that strongly about it and you don't want to go through this again and you know it's going to be mess when you come back to the house in four weeks, then girl, don't go. The hardest, I, I always say the hardest time to draw boundaries is the first time you do it. There's nothing more nerve wracking than that first time that you tell somebody, actually, I'm going to do what's best for me and whatever is best for you or whatever you want can wait because that's none of my business. I didn't produce you from, you know, my DNA. I did not adopt you. You are not my legal responsibility. And so I'm going to make sure that I'm good above all. You're allowed to do that. You really are. So, yeah. But it is tough. I also fully acknowledge that because I have been there, too. So, yeah. yeah, do your best, Eric. But if you don't want to go, then don't go, child. You can have a lot of fun at the house. And it's yeah. I'm not saying it's the same because it's definitely not. But knowing that you can be at home smoking your own weed, drinking your own wine, playing video games, watching Hulu or Netflix or whatever you want to do all day long. It's your decision the power in taking back what you want to do for yourself is just monumental. So yeah. yeah, that's what I would suggest. And I would say, good luck to you and everybody else who is struggling with this same decision. Cause it's not an easy one to make, but
0: it sucks so bad. It
2: does. It really does. It sucks. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Missing Christmas with your family Can also be super trash. (laughs) Yeah. Like you cannot want to go and be like, damn, I'm missing out on all the traditions. I'm missing out on the, you know, cider or hot cocoa or ornaments or whatever the fuck your family does for Christmas. Like that can really fucking suck. So Mm -hmm. weigh it all together, decide what you're going to do. And once you make a decision, stick to it and tell your family clearly, Hey, this is what's going on or this is what's not going on. What's not going on? And you're just going to have to accept it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, my parents don't even, my family doesn't really even do any of the, like, extra special little things uh, around Christmas because all my parents' kids are grown now. So the magic of, like, <laughs> trimming stockings or putting ornaments on trees and shit like that is fully gone. The wine is out, the rum punch is out Christmas Eve. Oh, nice. Bust open a couple of uh, gifts for the fam on the day of, and then we have oxtail. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and even that, I'm like, I I don't know, I don't know what it would feel like not doing that for the holidays, because like, I've been here eight years now, and I've always gone home for Christmas. Yeah, I don't go home for same. Thanksgiving, but I always gone home for same. Christmas. And I haven't gotten to see my family at all this year. So not being able to see them on the holidays is like going to be trash. Even though again, we don't really do much of anything but just smile at each other and eat food <laughs> and drink. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't, it, it sucks. But I definitely still feel like girl. If you know your mental health will be better served at the crib and not around your your ham your family this holiday season, even if you can't this Christmas, be like today is the time that I'm going to tell these niggas they do too much and I'm not. <laughs> <be> <laughs> <laughs> even if the, if this year's not it, if you feel like that's just going to cause more drama or stress you out even more, I definitely would lean on COVID as well. Yeah. I would. And save that talk for a later day.
2: <laughs> right. Save the harder conversation for later. Um, but yeah, my extended family is super close. And the the thing is that my mama's whole side of the family gets together for Christmas. So it's like... 10 or 11 different households coming together for Christmas. And that's why I'm not going because (laughs) (laughs) that's just too many people. My mama and all her siblings are in their sixties and seventies.
1: Exactly. So
2: I'm just like, and there's no way for all of us to quarantine for two weeks beforehand in Houston, you know, in our own separate bubbles or whatever. Like, it's just not feasible to bring together all 48 of us that be together for the white elephant every year. So I'm just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just not going to be able to make it as much as that sucks. But... Hard decisions yeah. have to be made and you're an adult. So you get to make those decisions for yourself. Your mama and your brothers can't make them for you. So best of luck deciding what you're going to do, my dear. <sighs>
0: oh my God, this shit sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fuck Donald Trump also just saying that just to be saying it and like bitch and get out like get out I'm so tired of that bitch leave too, my with house all it's not even fun no more li- listen to you squabbling <laughs> complain bitch like just go every out. day
2: <laughs> tweeting about how how you fucking won even though every damn state with all they Republican secretaries the state done said bitch you lost they done like, sent all of the death girls. threats to the nigga in Georgia because he won't say that Trump yes. won <laughs> it's like yo you literally did not win you simply did not win you have to
0: leave you because you suck
2: leave my house
0: because you (laughs) suck we hate you
2: (laughs) okay that wraps up this week's questions send yours to asktheread at gmail.com we're gonna take a very quick break and then we'll be right back
0: $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code Space80 and to show your support for the show. That's talkspace.com slash R E A D code S-P-A-C-E 80. Go get some help, talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So we're back with the show, and it is now time for the read. It is.
2: It's up to you. What do you want to do?
0: I will begin. Okay. With to so the owner of True Kitchen and Cocktails.
2: Oh God! Okay.
0: In <laughs> Dallas, Texas.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: I don't know if you guys have seen a clip that's gone pretty viral recently. Black man, there's a restaurant called True in Dallas absolutely annihilating a room of people. I mean, verbally dragging them from just stem to stern. This... <coughs> okay. This... uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, uh cussing out was videotaped and shared Um, this is after apparently some of the customers in the restaurant were shaking their asses and dancing on this man's furniture in the restaurant Um, they were allegedly asked to stop um, and did not to which the owner came out again asked for the music to be turned off And then went on a rant about how he built the restaurant as a space for Black culture and that the women are not respecting themselves or the establishment and that he can't ask men to respect themselves and respect each other if the women don't do the same. He also then said, if you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. Uh, More than once, I believe. (sighs) And... Um, Said that he doesn't need their money, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then he stormed off. Um, Their Instagram page also posted some shit after this video came out and everybody was obviously going off about it. And they posted, like, some surveillance video of him approaching, I guess, the table in question and having a conversation with them for a bit. Um, I didn't see anyone in these videos actually standing on the furniture, but I'll assume that that isn't an actual thing that happened. Um, yeah, I
2: saw a picture of actually one of the girls posing on top
0: of the furniture. <laughs> okay. So. I mean, I don't doubt that. It
2: yeah, no, it's safe to say it happened. Yeah.
0: Um. <sighs> I don't think I'm... Okay, it says, in response to the numerous comments posting on social media, I will share a bit of detail associated with our guests twerking, being asked to stop, being addressed, and asked to leave. True kitchen cocktails. While I would like to... Apologize to the patrons who I offended by my poor choice of, w- choice of wording. I think this full story and a bit of video may help your understanding of the final straw with the guests addressed and asked to leave. When the first incidents occurred, the guests were politely asked to stop and have respect for themselves and other customers. The guests at issue were at three tables. The guests at issue were at three tables? Okay, whatever. I'm actually finished. <laughs> so. Like, I don't care. Um,
2: (laughs) Not already.
0: (laughs) So, there's no problem with demanding that guests of your restaurant respect the place. There's no problem with asking guests in your restaurant to take their actual ass feet off of your furniture and sit the fuck down. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with kicking their asses out if they don't, you know, if they don't listen. Mm-hmm. I absolutely understand why you to throw them out. I absolutely think there was nothing wrong with asking them to leave their, the establishment if they're disrespecting your place. You know what I mean? However, what I don't understand is shutting the music off and going on this fucking meet the Browns ass rant <laughs> about them. <laughs> About women not respecting themselves. Respecting your place is one thing. Because if I'm dancing, standing <laughs> on your furniture and shit like that, like me in Magic City or Onyx, oh, no. if we like me in G Five or some shit like that, and they will come like, get yeah, you real quick, honey, and they will come get you <laughs> real <very> quick. <laughs> quick and tell your ass to sit down. So I totally understand that. But what you did was cuss out the entire ass room. Like everybody was in the problem. Furthermore, your DJ was playing. Throw that ass. In a circle. My Sweet dear, the hook of the song <laughs> is a rapper from Dallas. <laughs> okay. For them to throw their asses 360. Wha- of course we're going to do it. So like, of course people are going to do it and again. That doesn't mean that you have to be in there a while now and doing too much and standing on people's stuff. Obviously not. But it doesn't mean that you need to be like, first of all, Changing the the, the the music or turning the fucking music off or talking to these people like they're your goddamn children <sighs> it doesn't make any sense to me so now and then and then your response to your horrible rant your horrible like cussing and all of this stuff of everybody who's in seen, in' there eating a steak and eggs or whatever then you come on Instagram like Nini leaks with receipts like what? Well, here are the clips of us asking for the girls to stop and they didn't. Girl, I don't know that anybody is arguing with you in terms of like the hey, people should not stand on your table or couch or ottoman or counter or plants or whatever the fuck. But for you to take it to you in, in your your rant you're not even making it about the furniture first of all you could have approached that table and said each and every single one of y'all, or those tables each and every single one of y'all need to leave if you don't leave now I'm gonna have someone ask y'all to leave because I've asked you several times now and that's what it is disturbing everybody else and trying to act like motherfucking Medea in the middle of the fucking restaurant when it's like girl why do I have to experience that matter of fact don't worry about it because I will leave because I've already finished my drink and my tizers <laughs> so why not yeah I think i will get out because i do have a problem like what yeah they were paying you to be there everybody was spending their money in that (laughs) restaurant Mm -hmm. and now you're talking about well as far as the the people saying that twerking is a part of the culture we don't welcome that part of the culture we're changing this the, the playlist so we're gonna be very you know particular about the DJs and the playlists and all that that's how y'all start all that little annoying dumb shit that clubs and restaurants do where they're like we don't play hip-hop here you can't wear Reebok classics in here we don't allow people here with do rags you can't wear a chain blah, blah blah like all of that dumb shit mm-hmm. that's basically like you're not allowed to come in here unless you are Carlton Banks or Donald Donald Trump Jr. And it, like it gets to that point. So like to to change the entire atmosphere of your restaurant because one incident with one group of patrons at your fucking restaurant doesn't make any sense. So then okay, let's start playing nothing but fucking Weezer every goddamn day no, that the Beezer. restaurant is up there Right. Then what happens when you have uh, customers that come in and somebody fights? Because they will. It's inevitable that at some point someone's going to have too much to drink and feel some way about something and then they're going to fight in your thing. So then what? Then you can't come in there if you have on a jersey dress or or high heels or if you're down with OPP or whatever. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like Where does it stop? yeah where does it stop i know that they wanted to make it seem like it was this whole standing on the furniture thing but you trying to turn it into this whole women don't respect themselves if they shake their ass thing and that's not the motherfucking case The nigga put on some my shit he put on my motherfucking record this is a dallas record i'm from dallas bitch and we have already filled our guts with margaritas <laughs> because the food hasn't come out yet bitch so of course i'm lifted and i want to shake my ass now that doesn't give me the right to disrespect your place what you're not gonna do is come in here and talk to me like i'm your fucking baby Get your shit together. And I hope that y'all have like, I hope that y'all actually feel the effect of that fucking stupid ass rant (laughs) that you decided to go in there like your motherfucking ass with Cicely Tyson.
2: (laughs) That's so real because like the thing about, the thing about brunch is people who want a classy upscale brunch, you know, whatever those words mean to you. They just don't (laughs) hire a DJ to play ass throwing music during brunch. They Never just don't. One. That's they why don't do I when when outside was safe, I really was hesitant to go to brunch in a lot of places because there's always a DJ. That shit is so loud that you cannot even hear the people at your table. And niggas go literally to drink and turn up in the middle of the day. That is the that's whole brunch. point of them brunches.
0: That is brunch. We and don't the want classy to come brunches don't
2: have a DJ. <laughs> right, exactly. Those other ones, they just don't have it. Were you there for really the food and the mimosas? They don't have a DJ. So you can always go to a spot that don't have that. So I just felt like... If you want people to not throw their ass, then maybe don't serve them drinks in old Douce bottles and have the fucking and have the fucking DJ playing
0: uh body body cuz it just don't make no damn sense. <laughs> bitch, not this motherfucking frozen piña colada in this used <laughs> Douce bottle, bitch, what you come in here talking to me about motherfucking about respect the chlorum, Right. This goddamn bujetto ass presentation, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker, and you say that I can't shake my ass cuz motherfucker like City oh, Girls' on. Fuck you and fuck this goddamn restaurant. Bitch, you got your shit twisted. You could have easily told them girls to get the fuck up and get out because you, as you said, you don't need their money. So you could have easily told the girls, you know what? It's on us. Don't ever come back. You didn't do that. You wanted to go on and try and be motherfucking Al Sharpton or something for whatever unexplainable ass reason in the middle of the establishment and cussing the people out when most of them were just sitting there minding their damn business. Right. Experiencing brunch as it is globally. <laughs>
2: like, if you had a problem with those three tables or whatever, then tell those three tables to leave. I don't understand. If the, the problem, problem is people getting on the furniture, then tell people not to get on the table throw your ass in the fucking aisles and in between the tables like everybody else don't stand up on top of my thousand dollar you know love seats or whatever and niggas have to respect that but this whole and then when they pulled out all the receipts where that other employee was like yeah that nigga owe me a hundred thousand and niggas was like yeah one of his employees died of COVID and this nigga set out a, te- a tip jar for people to put their loose change into to benefit the family and yes what? and the dress code word was like like no slides, especially fuzzy slippers, because you hoes and them fuzzy slippers is on my damn nerves. And- <laughs> Bitch, I didn't even get yes. all of this teeth. Uh, like- when all that shit came out, and it's like, you set yourself up for all this dumb shit by trying to act wow. like niggardly niggas was the problem with your establishment. No, the problem is that you don't know what the vibe is. Sir, what's his name? I want to call him Daryl, but it's probably Kevin. So, <laughs> Kevin, the problem is that you don't know what the vibe is you want. You really don't. Yeah. And you're not able to stick to one thing and let that be that. If I were you, I would let niggas have their good ass nigga time. And I would tell security, listen, give these hoes two chances to get they ass off of my <laughs> damn couch, <laughs> off of my seat, off of my chair. Second time you go over there, tell them, Tell the whole table, if I see one of y'all on my damn seat again, like you at home, I'm sending you out. I'm literally putting you out and then put them out privately and let everybody else have their fun. However, it took me all day to even think of that because I was wholly fixated on why are you niggas at brunch in the first goddamn place? <laughs> why are you niggas at brunch in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Honey, at this point I'm past it. Like I like
2: <laughs> with the numbers the way they are in Texas and that I mean that that bitch was packed. Niggas right next to that, each other.
0: It has been giving that all year at this point i just don't have it in myself to still be shocked that people are gathering up or whatever especially with all kinds of all different states and cities doing whatever the fuck they want i don't know who open who's not i know plenty of places though are wide the fuck open and doing whatever the fuck they want to and like sort of requiring you to wear a mask which by that I mean like there is a sign hidden somewhere under the shrubs that says please wear a mask like at this point girl it's just like I this gonna be over when it's over but it's not gonna be over because y'all go do your best no
2: (laughs) (laughs) no definitely not like I I'm used to niggas doing whatever they feel like doing but I was still like I just felt frozen at how are y'all even in this position for somebody to talk to you crazy when you should have been making eggs and waffles and twerking in your own damn living room? So it took me a while to even really watch the whole video and be mad on another level like everybody else was because I was still so irritated that y'all are acting like we not in a fucking pandemic. But Kevin Sistern, you're the one Whose your bar is called? What is it called? Cuts and cocktails, something like that. Cutty and True cocktails.
0: Kitchen
1: and cocktails. <laughs> kitchen
2: and cocktails. Yes. Okay. So Cutty you.
1: And
2: <laughs> the point is, cocktails is part of the name. If you look Did at the is. menu, the menu is like seven drinks to every one item of food so, <laughs> so you're clearly more of a bar than a restaurant and then again on weekends you got this dj in the bitch playing loud ass music so of course niggas are going to get drunk because the drinks are coming out way faster than the food and they're gonna twerk if you play twerk. Like, that is the whole point of this. I just don't that know. That is the
0: entire point.
2: How do you set up this whole environment for people to party and act the ass and then wonder why people are partying and acting the ass? <laughs>
0: the reason that you had the environment the way that it was with the liquor and the DJ and the heightness and all of that stuff is because you know that that's what people want out of a brunch experience and that was a way to get them to come to yours. Yep. People want to go to the place where they know they're going to get drunk and they know that the music is going to want to shake their ass. That is literally what many people's expectation of brunch is. Don't know how long you've done it and, and sometimes not even fucking brunch. So a bitch can want to do that shit after the club a bitch could want to do that at fucking 8pm 8.30 because it's their birthday a bitch might want to turn up for a a, you know a late breakfast whatever Like it doesn't anything (laughs) sometimes people just go to environments like that especially like Crystal said if your if cocktails is in the name of your fucking (laughs) restaurant it's like we're yeah, a lot of people up. are going there for the turn up and get fucked up. And again, that doesn't mean that they can coldly show their fucking ass and be like disrespecting your things that you pay for. But trying to go on, you know, that long ass red. you know, yeah. here shaking and gyrating and on this And that's why men don't respect you. You on sound like a white land. person
2: right now. You sound like a white person, and if you niggers would just wear button-ups, then maybe we would respect you. That's literally what you sound like right now, my nigger. So Utterly dumb. absurd. Yes. Just fully stupid. If you want different clientele, then maybe adjust the way you do business. But as somebody who didn't have nothing to do with it, if you had talked to me like that, I would have got up and left my whole table. We would <laughs> all just left and let you figure out how you was going to pay for our scrambled eggs and our salmon by yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh don't tell me you don't need my money my nigga because i'm finna darken that dough <laughs> i was like sir are you okay you seeing women shake their ass makes you want to Child. cuss like this just it it, it, it enrages you to this level
2: absurd some ass sure, yeah I, I i'm sure he's appreciating all the attention on his business Mm. and honestly niggas are probably gonna go even more now because it has been viral and ended up on the shade room but Mm. i just all of this could have been avoided if the owner had some sense and or if you niggas stayed the fuck at home like you were supposed to be
0: doing you literally simply need a security that is going to put people out with yep. that kind of behavior. And honestly, if you're the type of brunch place, lunch place, whatever place that has liquor and a, a slamming DJ, I don't know why the fuck you didn't have somebody in there to kick their asses out for you. I don't even know why you approached, you'd own the place and you approached that table more than once, honey. Maybe think about docking some money off liquor and starting to put it into, like, a team. Mm-hmm. Like yep. security, Getting somebody food out faster. Because <laughs> if you in here getting people fucked up and playing Megan the Stallion, hun, you're going to have to get somebody to get motherfuckers under control. Right. Not sure if it's a surprise to you or not, but some people get drunk and do the most and are going to need some <laughs> corral. <laughs> no, they're going to need some... Yeah. So, there's that.
2: Drunk people historically don't make the best decisions,
0: so... They don't. <laughs> Good so luck. So, you should probably... <laughs> Yeah. find someone to help.
2: find something else to do my nigga
0: um also really quickly i yesterday saw a clip uh from the Real where tamara was talking about bert and ernie i'm assuming this is old cuz the whole bert and ernie or gay or whatever shit was like i feel like i was like last year yeah i remember that um vaguely. i don't know why this clip just came along my timeline for me yesterday um, But basically, it was captioned and said, oh, Tamara, you can't be tap-tent and be homophobic. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, they call her Tamaga now. <laughs> 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 basically, she was talking about the whole Bert and Ernie, are they gay or whatever story shit, and kind of said this shit... She said something to the effect of like, I just... I don't care about if they're gay or if they're straight or who they love. I just want to know what are you teaching my children or whatever. And funny enough, um, Jeannie J. Jenkins was the one who grabbed her ass. (laughs) Did she? (laughs) Yes, because she was like, girl, like it's not about teaching your kids anything but the fact that love comes in many forms and there are kids that have you know two moms or two dads or whatever and it's important for them to understand that hey they're muppet friends <laughs> got their back <laughs> they and understand,
2: understand. You know, yeah big birds on their side
0: <laughs> Tamara was like really i feel like hostile to the response that Jeannie gave even though it was very Soft and melt, like she didn't really drag her, Mm -hmm. but she just felt away. I guess it's because it's like you're talking about mom stuff, right? I just want to remember, I want to remind many of y'all. I know I've said it, but I want to remind many of y'all we don't give a fuck about your kids. We do not give a fuck about y'all damn kids. We do not care about y'all kids. We don't care about your kids. We don't. I promise you, I promise you, we do not give a fuck about y'all badass, smelly ass kids. We don't. We don't. We don't. All of these things... And I will say this. Like, sometimes... um, Certain productions do the most by... And I've said before, like, representation and tokenism are two different things. And I feel like some people in the effort to be like, look, we're including people fuck it up entirely because the intent was never good in the first place. Yep. But more often than not, especially with shit like Sesame Street or fucking Steven Universe or whatever, that kind of representation is solely to say like, hey, kids, loads of kind of people exist out here Mm -hmm. and love in different ways. And many of these things are normal. They're okay. And, you know they're just like you, except whatever, whatever. Like that. I don't understand why so many of y'all think that for some reason, Bert and Ernie are trying to turn your fucking babies into like homosexual, like spine eating mm-hmm. zombie, gay monsters, cyborgs. Like what the fuck do y'all be? T- I do I don't understand what y'all think people are trying to get through to your kids. We just trying to make sure that they're not dumb as you. We're trying to unlike get them to understand that there are all kinds of people in the world. Or whatever, and that many of these different ways of life—you know, ways of 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 birth or whatever—they're all valid. You know what I mean? The, I don't, I don't understand why so many of y'all think that we're trying to hypnotize your kids and make them perverts or some motherfucking <sighs> things. We don't care about your kids. Homophobia. Most of us don't even have our own mo- right because y'all are, y'all attribute mm, tell homosexuality, but just queerness, all of that stuff, to sex. Like, you, it's all boils down to sex and perversion for y'all. When many of the gays are out here minding their own motherfucking business, happily married, having, you know what I'm saying, a regular sex life, having no motherfucking sex life, ding, ding, ding. They're like, the girls are out here just like everybody yep. the motherfuckers else. Like, nobody give a fuck about what the... Like, are you kidding? Mm. We want to try and help generations exist, create generations where people are not mindlessly, you know, beating the fuck out of of queer people for no reason, murdering trans women constantly for no fucking the reason. Basics. Like we do, we we would like to start seeing a world where your kids don't grow up to be completely ignorant, bigoted shitheads like a whole lot of y'all. And Tamara, you have a lot of motherfucking nerve talking about what are the, what are you teaching my children I would be far more concerned with what the fuck your husband is teaching your <laughs> right. goddamn children what is Fox than what news? the fuck Bert and Ernie teaching and Elmo and children, Grover and whatever bitch. the fuck honey I would never want Adam Housley to talk to my kids about a motherfucking thing I don't give a fuck <laughs> what snuffleupagus said I don't give a fuck what the topic or the word of the letter of the day is I don't give a fuck about that shit just make sure you never talk to that white man honey you got a lot of motherfucking nerve coming outside of your mouth Talk about where you teaching my children, girl? Please, this is exactly Fuck why
2: out of here. That's
0: why everybody say T you're the only one with seasoned food. Uh. <laughs> we don't care about y'all kids. We I like we don't care about y'all kids. Many of us don't even want any so like True. we do not I promise you we want your to keep your kids away from us uh, if you okay. can
2: when gay kids have babies we do it on purpose
0: we be wanting like, niggas they legit want to and are often better prepared to raise kids than a lot of y'all bitches because again we like, want to it wasn't no oopsie we
2: want to have a baby We want to do right by this person that we are deliberately bringing into the world. Sesame Street. What are we teaching? It's not exactly. It's not Sesame Street. Sesame Street has been on for like 40, 50 years or something crazy like that.
0: It's elderly.
2: Sesame Street is not going to teach your kids to be gay any more than it taught them to be a fucking canary like Big Bird or a nigga who lives Mm. in a trash can like Oscar. It Mm. it is not going to teach your children to be gay because your kids are either gay or they aren't. Do you think Sesame is it- Street is depicting anal sex on PBS? What the fuck is the question, Tamaga? What is it? <laughs> God damn, she gets on my nerves.
0: Why is it that when Sesame Street is like, hey, you know, some kids have parents that have problems with addiction. Some kids may be HIV positive. The kid, some kids the may puppet be-
2: who uh had a parent in jail. Remember that? Yeah, like- when they rolled that out a few years ago?
0: Why is it that when they have these conversations, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, great. Uh, Talking to the kids about such and such. And so when they go to kindergarten, they ain't ignorant as fuck. (laughs) But when these two classic niggas that are Likely older than many of y'all bitches. like Save Just it. been hanging around in their apartment, you know, rubber ducky or the one, whatever. fuck. <laughs> now it's like, what are you teaching our kids? You fucking moron. Shut the fuck oh up. We don't God. give a shit about y'all badass kids. I promise we don't give a fuck about your babies mm-hmm. at all.
2: You know what Sesame Street is teaching your baby? Alphabets, numbers, how to care about people around them, a.k.a. empathy, something a lot of you hoes are sorely missing
0: how to spell lose
2: yep how to spell random words how to talk to your neighbors and friends like the same shit sesame street has been teaching the sesame street agenda has not changed y'all have just gotten dumber and more ignorant Mm. y'all have just gotten more committed to hating people and so far to be like oh it's not about homophobia it's just about what are you teaching my kids bitch what are what is the real question you're asking here (laughs) because Have you watched Sesame Street? What do you think Bert and Ernie are teaching your kids? It's not like condoms and what to do if your partner paints. (laughs) So can you please calm down and stop being a fucking stupid bitch? Oh, I get so tired of y'all. The homophobia is late and it's lazy.
3: You are fired. (laughs)
2: It's It's the wine. Shout out to the wine. All right. (laughs) <laughs> on that note, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com. We're on social media at thisistheread. Uh, I yeah, I believe our merch is still available at shoptheread.com. Kid Fury, any news from you this week?
0: Um <laughs> I So, <laughs> I don't have a happy deal or a moral of the story, but I do I will say. So, <laughs> Somebody, this I should find her Twitter so I can give her a shout out. This girl tweeted me <gasps> yesterday. Oh, that reminds and was me. It was like, what? No, um,
2: I was just going to, before you, because I'm sure this is hilarious, but Jade told me the name of that book <laughs> that I mentioned oh. at the top of the episode. It's called The President Who Didn't Read. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm going to buy it.
2: And it actually on the title on the cover it says the president that didn't read, but then they crossed out that because it's grammatically incorrect and wrote in who. So it's mm. adorable. The President <laughs> Who Didn't Read by J.E. Turner, designed by D. Wynn. And uh yeah, there's a very distressed-looking Trump on the cover, and throughout the book, <laughs> it's just Trump looking deeply disturbed. So hopefully it's available for sale somewhere because um I'm sure some of y'all are going to be looking for it but yeah that's what it's called. Okay, what were you what were you finna tell us?
0: Okay. Um, so Oh,
2: the president who didn't read.com.
0: <laughs> this um a kind young lady who follows me on the Twitter, I believe, <laughs> tweeted me. Sarah Shaw. Hey girl. She said to me, Try an uncrustable in an air fryer. (laughs) And I retweeted it and I said, All right, y'all have got to come. Niggas love
2: (laughs) air fryers. Oh my (laughs)
1: God.
0: (laughs) Why? Nigga, I admitted to try the uncrustable. I was like, It was nice. You know, and the girls were like, Have you tried it in an air fryer? Have you tried it dipped in Nutella? Have you tried it right out of the box? (laughs) Have you tried it with green eggs and ham? Like, (laughs) And so, the funny thing is, I didn't have an air fryer, but I came home from the grocery store, and um, I went to go get my my mail out of the, the mailroom or whatever my package is, and my mom sent me an air fryer for my birthday. Oh, shit. And <laughs> so, I was like, mm, the day of, this feels like a sign. think I want to teach you something. Um, did you so really? I air fried them bitches today. Oh my God, you did. You air fried a fucking peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and how I got was the strawberry
0: it? this time. It was, um, <laughs> you could tell me. It was good. It was good. It, it But it, honestly, it still doesn't really. It was like toast. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just Mm. the convenience. But it's not even the I literally had to put it in a fucking air fryer. If you don't have one, what's convenient (laughs) about that? I don't know if you could put a an uncrustable, maybe like a toaster oven. You could maybe get a similar effect or something like that. But it wasn't like mind-blowing. It was good, though, because I ate about three of them in a matter of an hour or two. Okay. So I may be sick later.
2: Follow-up question. Were you high (laughs) when you did this?
0: No, I'm high all the time. So... (laughs)
2: So then perhaps but you I did, ate three Uncrustables because of the marijuana.
0: I did go up with intention prior to the uh, fried Uncrustables. <laughs> so yes, I was quite high um, prior to eating them. They were very delicious. Okay. And so I judged none of you guys for air frying your shit or whatever. But again, I just feel like you could just do it with bread, you know, yep. in many other ways. This is easier, but I get why y'all think they're yummy. Like, I think even what's uh, Kev on stage tweeted something today where he was like.
2: Oh, my God. I love him. Did he? (laughs) He's
0: so fucking funny. He said, uh, like, I'd be lying to say I get these for my kids, but they're for me. (laughs) It was the the same damn (laughs) uncrossables. I had just scarfed down. I was like. Come on, the Hive. Y'all are so, like, y'all band together. Everybody, when I retweeted that girl and said, you need to calm down, they were like, no, you need to calm down and hear her the fuck out. <laughs> (laughs) Because she might actually be on to something while you jump into conclusion. I mean, yeah,
2: peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on toast is not necessarily a new phenomenon, but I'm so glad that y'all are finding new and convenient ways to feed yourselves. So,
0: I mean, if it's about like being in a circle and being, you know, like pocketed inside of the bread or whatever, you know, I can't do that. But it's you still could. just bread and peanut butter. I you mean, definitely I, could. It would not even be different. No,
2: friend. All you need is a cookie cutter. <laughs> you could do that very easily.
0: Oh, wow. All you do need is a cookie cutter. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Well, I like it. I tried it and I thought I would share, that I liked it. So. <laughs> There it is. Yes, um, I'm not
2: shaming y'all for your uncrustables because y'all love them and they serve a purpose. So go, yes,
0: and <laughs> go. On. Serve a purpose. <laughs> Have all of the ones you want. That is it for me. <sighs> Get well soon, Nate Robinson.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay, that is e fucking enough from the read this week. We will see y'all next week. <laughs>